ready to get are you ready to get boned? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, are you ready to get crunk? <laughs> no. Have you seen that place that's over um over by the shop kind of called Crump Cuts? Yeah. I I drove by it every day for a very long time because I take Northwest I took Northwest Northwest Radial to 31st. Welcome to the comic book bone zone. We're talking about very local Omaha places. Uh this is episode 24. 24. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, we're just talking about how much I mean we love local businesses and like some names are way cooler than others. And yeah. I'm always blown away when I like see certain ones for the first time. I'm always like, ah. Oh, Look at that place. <laughs> yeah, crumb, crumb Cuts is good. They have a really good flag right in front. Mm-hmm. You gotta, like, come around that corner really fast for a haircut. <laughs> it's a good-looking building, and it's a good-looking place. Yeah, I, yeah. I really liked the name of it is what I was getting at, because <laughs> I was not expecting because I thought it said Crunk Cuts at first, and I was like, oh, interesting. And then it said crump cuts and i was like that's even better i love that <laughs> down down the block away there is a pear street uh dance studio and when it first o- opened i thought it said fear street <laughs> <laughs> i do like that a lot so yeah good 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 times not quite reading signs right when you're going fast you know it's kind of hard to see <laughs> Uh, so we're actually here to talk about comic books. Right I believe here? so. Yeah, I think that's okay. what we do. Okay, so I'm a champ, Champenstein. I'm Heather Hatfield. <laughs> Heather Hatfield. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's trying to come out through the mouth. It's like that episode of South Park, except turds. It's a baby. Uh, I never thought I would have to think about that episode of South Park again. That's one of my favorites. Next to the Lollapalooza episode, I think that's my favorite. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's 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 go into the comic book zone, yeah. the comic book bone zone, the bone zone. All right, I'll go first. Um, specifically because there's bones on my comic. So this is Dracula. This is the uh, the Return Cult of the White Worm issue number one. Uh, this is part of the Stokerverse. It's through Scratch Comics. I I don't know what that is at all. And this must be an old series because this ad on the back is for Halloween of twenty twenty two. Hmm. I don't know. I like stories about Dracula, and this is done by a stoker, so I just decided to give it a chance. I didn't mind it. It was all right. Okay. Um, I really like the art for it, but it's basically about, like, after Dracula gets killed, it's his spirit wandering, trying to make a return back. Um, But they're... The, the colors and stuff for some of it are like super cool. I don't know. I, I really did not mind this at all. I thought it was like 
very interesting. I don't know how many issues there's going to be because clearly I didn't look too into it if it's all the way from 2022. Yeah. Does it seem like a one shot? No, it does say, ow, fuck. It does say here continued. So I know it is going to be like a limited series. I'm just not sure how many, but there are also like in the back, there's a couple other stories that have to do with the characters that are in Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, which were very interesting too. The art for them was pretty cool. Like this one's just all black and white, but it's like pencil sketches. And then this one is just that. So overall, like I didn't mind it. I thought it was a very interesting story of of Dracula coming back after he was killed. So uh, there were titties in it, which I thought were pretty cool. I think think that part... Yeah, I saw I saw a dick in there too. When I yeah, there's a dick. Yep, um, it's Dracula's. That's what I look like. I love that for you. Um, but I do have to say, um, I think this is going to be the first time that I've ever said something like this. But if you do like stories about Dracula, but you don't want to read specifically about Dracula, you just like that whole thing. There's a book called um, A Dowry of Blood, which is told from the perspective of one of his wives. Um, And it is a sapphic like retelling of the Dracula story and how they got out of an abusive and toxic relationship. Super good. I would definitely recommend it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite that. books. <laughs> uh okay, so I got some books to blow through here. First, I have Sacrificers. This is that up. This is a new Ricker Mender book. I I would actually say go ahead and and do it. Okay. Um Rick Mender, Max Fuliumara does the <laughs> art and then Dave McPeg does the sorry colors i would assume sorry every all the credits are a little bit weird on there um this is a story about i i don't know quite yet i have i have the pieces basically families have to sacrifice somebody in their family uh, if they don't have quite enough goods, it seems like, to give to whoever is higher. And we're going to follow the sacrificers, like, footsteps, I think. I would sacrifice my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> But that's fair. That's a fair thing to do. This, like, the the beginning of this book is a little rough. The art is amazing. Um, I I don't have a lot of words to say because it is like that first issue, and I think it is just like getting you in that place. Um, I don't think this is gonna be like a really like fun story or something we're gonna have a good time with. I think it's gonna be like a har- a hard hitting story, but I I'm excited to see what happens. Um. It really gives me, like, in the Rick Remender, like, vibes of stuff, like, Seven to Eternity vibes, where I know mm-hmm. I'm going to just be in for, like, a pretty heavy journey. 
that's kind of what it reminded me of when um I mean, just the cover of it, to be honest, reminds me a lot of Seven to Eternity. And I only read like the first story arc of that, I think. But Rick Remender books are always so hard to get through. Not because they're bad, obviously, just because they're like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes like I think and I think he likes to write like pretty epic things. And I think mm-hmm. this is going to be one of those like he's got a lot to say sort of things without being like jaded like deadly class or something right uh okay so i'm gonna move on uh but i do like i don't know i'm excited to see what happens here it's gonna suck i think this is gonna be a a book that's gonna suck in a good way in a good way where it's gonna just be a heavy book um and then i have sandman universe this is thessaly uh this is just a little one shot about like her um it's i wanted to pick up that one too god damn it (laughs) (laughs) this issue was really interesting but i do think that it would be important to read sandman stuff Mm -hmm. i just like the artist (laughs) yeah no i i understand but if (laughs) if you're gonna read it and i think i you'll you'll get it because yeah this this is about her life and it's her kind of trying to tell her shade of her life without like giving up the whole cusp and like what's going on, but she's kind of like outwitted. And yeah, this is um actually by James uh Titan and Maria. You have it, love it. Who's doing that cover though? Um, this cover is by uh, Skylar Partridge. It's so good. Yeah, I really, I really that. like. I really like this artist. They've yeah. done a few different color covers that I've really enjoyed. They did a Department of Truth cover okay. recently that was really, really good. Um, but yeah, I think this was really, really interesting, and I think it's especially interesting as I've been reading Sandman because it's just like I don't know. Vesely is a character who is got a lot of depth mm-hmm. <laughs> and she kind of sucks though but I think you would like her personally I think because <laughs> it's well no it's it's one of the <laughs> I think for me she is kind of like one of those characters that like I don't I don't think beyond Greyjoy is the right way to describe her but I like I dislike her as much as I dislike Dion Greyjoy, but she's like a she's not a good person. She's a bad mm-hmm. guy. And I don't like those characters. And I you like I think you would like this character because she is a bad guy with those like those aspects that you would enjoy. Right. Okay. <laughs> I you, love that. <laughs> you know what I am saying? Yes, I do. I know. <laughs> I just um, thought it was funny the way you worded it. <laughs> I don't know what better way to say it. You like bad guys. Mm-hmm. You like bad guys. I do. I love really shitty people. <laughs> yeah. But you, only and, in like as actual characters, not in real life. It's just like so, and it's so interesting to me because I feel like I have a lot more grace with those people in real life than I do in fiction. Mm-hmm. And you have so much grace for those people in fiction, and I don't. <laughs> like, it's yeah, I was a... gonna say, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, nope, I don't like that person at all. 
So it's just like such an interesting dynamic where it's just like, I know when I'm getting to a character, I'm just like, oh, this guy just like fucking blows. And it's nine like, times yeah. out of 10, I'm like, wow, I really like that guy. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like you should read Sandman. <laughs> okay, I will. Fine. Fine. I'll do it. I'll, I'll pause in my Sandman read and you can catch up. Yeah, because I'm I'm I don't have very many books every week, as you can tell. So <laughs> it would give me something else to read. Uh, okay, so then last, I have this murder by mail book. I did not read this because it is, it's a lot of work. It is filled. What filled. is that? That's not a comic. It it is like a murder mystery comic. So basically, it's like a like you're trying to solve a mystery and like you read through the entire comic and when you get to the end it's like who do you think it is that's so, so I, strange i i love that i i've played a few games that are like that mm-hmm. and i really really enjoy them um like that is incredibly dense yeah no i was uh, i would have <laughs> done the same thing i would have been like nope <laughs> Which is why I just special ordered that because I was just like, well, this sounds really cool, but it sounds mm-hmm. like there's a ger- or germ, a game we play that's like a Sherlock Holmes game and you have like newspapers for each round and they're just like old newspapers, just like text on text on text. Mm-hmm. And each one has like weird, like tiny clues that lead you on in different parts of the like when you're doing different mysteries in the future Mm -hmm. so sometimes you can do like you have to use like six different newspapers to do it it's just like this is i remember you telling me about yeah it's like it's too much Mm -hmm. um yeah that's again a little too much just (laughs) just give me like 10 less pages yeah yeah that seems like a lot (laughs) All right, you get the next one. Okay. Um, so we both have this, The Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos. This is issue number two. In the first issue, the main character, Christopher Chaos, uh, witnesses a murder of uh, a kid that he went to school with um, who ended up being, you know, a werewolf or whatever. <laughs> um but he also discovers in the first one that he is able to like bring things back to life, like a Frankenstein type situation. Um, the doctor, not the creature, because that's not the creature's name, obviously. Um, but in this one, um, it gets real weird. Like the way that you described your feelings on the first one is how I felt about this one. Okay. Like it, yeah. it was just like weird, you know? Yeah, I felt. I liked this issue more because I felt like it uncovered more of the story. But mm-hmm. again, it just, it does feel like an or- Archie horror comic. Yeah. No, this one especially, yeah, very, very much does. Um, So he, with his knowledge of like bringing things back to life, um, he goes to the place of the murder in hopes of like finding something that will he'll be able to like bring this person back to life mm-hmm. things don't go exactly how they're supposed to and he is introduced to a, a character that goes by the name of what is it werewolf boy dracula boy dracula boy that's right dracula boy 
it's a whole thing yeah it was very it was really giving like archie (laughs) (laughs) there's like a cult there's like the cops are doing (laughs) (laughs) the cops are like investigating and stuff and like there's people in in his school that like suspect him one person does suspect it. it's like it's a whole thing and there's like a murder mystery stuff going on all with these supernatural elements and he for some reason is just able to like do these things so yeah it's a very strange book um but there is <laughs> it is it is enjoyable though at the same time because it's i don't know his character is a little uh endearing yeah oh for sure i and i don't know i think like isaac goodhart's uh goodhart's like art is really good and the Mm -hmm. colors they're by miguel muerto they're really good Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just like i am i am in this weird zone of i wish i was like just a little bit younger maybe reading this story that would definitely (laughs) i feel I feel like I'm too old reading this story because I, if I was like 17, 18, early 20s, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hell yeah, brother. Yeah. And now it just, it does feel like kid horror. So it's, I mean, again, it is good and I do enjoy it. It was getting way too dark. I couldn't <laughs> see myself. Sure, pal. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's enjoyable as a whole. And I, I feel like I'm being a jerk when I say it's like young adult stuff, but No, I don't it, think so. I don't think so at all. It, it's got that fun little feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the oddly pedestrian life of Christopher Chaos. <laughs> all right. So then I have three more books. I've got two night terror books. I got Batman and Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy has been living out her nightmare, which is like kind of a weird, perfect life life situation. Boom. Batman has been fighting inner demons, hugged his little child self, felt better. Uh, Joker was, again, the best one. But I read that Joker book. It, it was it was worth it. It was, it was worth it. read. I don't know, just like Matthew Rosenberg, the way he like wrote that story was like it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I really have to give it to him for that. Um, it's just weird how like in each of these issues they've kind of all like woken up and it's just you gotta read the next couple issues and it's just like uh no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean I will I'm going to. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna, but I'm gonna read them off the wall, but I just Mm, I don't like that. I did not actually get a chance to read like any of the other Night Terror stuff just because of moving the shop. Yeah, I was gonna say you did a lot this week, so it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I would have liked to just like chill and read some like comic books though, but instead I was just like moving boxes upon boxes of comic books. Um, and then next I have Peacemaker tries hard. This is issue number four um just a fun little peacemaker book he's trying to get his dog back still um in this issue he like has a fun little conversation with amanda waller how he's trying to get like bruce wayne back 
And it it's basically like our text message conversation when I was talking about Bruce Wayne. <laughs> where you just, you thought I was talking about Bruce Wayne the person, but I was talking yeah. about Bruce Wayne the dog. And yeah, because then he's describing Bruce Wayne the dog to Amanda Waller, which sounds like Bruce Wayne the person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I had to tell... I can't remember who then the story of that time that megatron got out and we spent like however long searching for it my favorite part about that story thanks for listening to us talk about this real fast <laughs> is the fact that like we looked just like two crazy bull dykes <laughs> Yeah. Going to pick up our dogs. <laughs> pick up our dog. Yeah, it was a whole thing. But the only thing that I could like, when I was telling the story, the only thing that I could remember was like, it was like a hundred and like, what, three was, degrees outside? Yeah, no, day. it was so hot. And we were walking like straight uphill. Yeah. And I just kept saying, and they couldn't even take him inside to like cool off. Like, that's so rude. <laughs> Yeah, he he looked like he hadn't drank water in, like, a while. Yeah, like, thank you so much for, like, keeping him safe. But also, like, he's old and it's fucking hot out. Give him some, like, air freshener and some water. Air freshener. <laughs> air conditioner. I'm telling you, dude, this baby brain is <laughs> it's making me dumb. <laughs> Just hey, hey, oh, God, oh, no. Uh, hang one of those, like, little pine cone things mm-hmm. that's all he needed <laughs> yeah it was hot and they just kept him outside in their yard and i'm still upset about that <laughs> it's been like three years and i'm still upset about it that that actually has been <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i was trying to find that picture that I took of you. <laughs> anyway <laughs> i think a lot of my like memories where I like will just randomly think about something funny, they involve Megatron somehow. <laughs> I would say, yeah, like your favorite, favorite memory of recording the podcast is when Megatron just like biffs it yep. on my trying to get onto my lap, <laughs> which is a funny memory. He did biff it like mm-hmm. very hard. It was one of the first like Instagram posts that we had done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still kills me. Anyway, okay, back to comics. Okay, Okay. so then next we have Tales of Nottingham. It's number six. Uh, Heather, you you talk, you read this? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's the the last issue of this Tales from Nottingham. um, Takes place in, I almost said 1893. That's not even close. It's 1193. Um, But yeah, this is just kind of leading into the new... uh, what is this? Nottingham. <laughs> what is this book? What is this book called again? Uh, the new Nottingham series that is apparently going to start in April, which that's very cool that they have like the date in here. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's just a continuance of uh, what the last like three issues, like it sums up the rest of the the tales from Nottingham stories. And yeah, I mean, none of them are like connected, but right. This one's done by Magdalene Visagio, by the way. 
um the i the art in this is like my favorite part victor santos does the art yeah it was and... really cool i really like the colors and stuff like there's the 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 storm where is it oh, yeah so, yeah yeah that's the that page and there's also just i think uh, the little battle find... that's going on it's like very like gray and purple I say there's like just so many really cool pages. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's hard to describe where I I don't know. Like the shadows are really good and like the way people's faces look like. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. colors are like really they really pop. And did you see this back? <laughs> now I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like no, that's that, that back cool. is really sick. I, I love the like main character of the story. Mm-hmm. I like how you kind of like you kind of have empathy for the sheriff and like you're you gain that little bit of empathy for him in this issue where you Which I think is really important. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think and it's hard to say. It's just like we're all we're all working for somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm. The, it made me more excited to read the next like arc of Nottingham and stuff because I did like the first two a lot, but I was just kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's over. Like, I don't have to worry about it. But this was just like, okay, cool, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it <laughs> another. You know. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. I got Once Upon a Time. Okay, I was like, world. wait, what? I got three more books. Yeah, sorry guys. I only had one this week. You had four. But one, one by myself. yourself. Yeah. Uh once upon a time it's done the world, everything's fallen apart. That's I That's really the whole title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um so this is by Jason Aaron. The art is by uh, Leela Del Duca, and Tamara does the uh, colors. Which the colors are really good. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think Tamara's ever done a book where the colors aren't like perfect. <laughs> yeah, and the art and the art and colors in this book are perfect. And the story is like I really do like this story. Like it, it's really grown on me. Um, it, I think this part of the story has been really interesting because you know like they have so much hope and you're seeing it just like come down but like you're trying to see like how it connects to all of the stuff from the beginning um this story is actually I think can only be like 15 issues is what I saw um so yeah I'm just I'm kind of in for the ride now since I know where the end the end goal is coming up it's coming um and then next i have dark spaces this is good deeds uh this is issue number three this is a story about um a mom and a daughter who moved to a small town in florida and shit shit's happening I really, really like this issue. I really like this story. I think it's like a really weird, creepy, like 
horror story. I don't know, like, I don't really want to ruin it, especially this issue, because I think, like, they use, like, ghosts of the past really well to, like, make you uneasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Black Cloak, number six. This has been, like, I feel like a couple months. Since it's come out? Yeah, since it's yeah. come out. And this ends the story arc. Um, lots of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Lots of... Lots and lots and lots of stuff happens. Lots of uh, you learned in the last issue that like the powers that are in charge are using like little tiny magic creatures to like power the world basically by sacrificing them. And I don't know. Lots of Lots of emotion. This book is really good. I think it's worth a read. I I don't know. Yeah, I need to go back and like get caught up because I, I read I think the first two issues. Yeah. It's just like it's so good. And I think mm-hmm. it's like uh it's by Kelly Thompson and Meredith McLaren. Um it's just like really interesting. I love the fantasy aspect of it, and I just I also love like the detective story parts of it and the bits that like especially play out here because it is very much like that detective story where like stuff doesn't go right Mm -hmm. and you're kind of like well fuck (laughs) yeah I love those kind of stories Uh, and that's actually all I have for those three books so we're together now okay last book last book so there's love everlasting this is issue number 10 uh in the last issue joan experienced the death of her husband in this one she experiences her children forcing her to go to a retirement home it was needed but i'm still bitter about retirement homes uh, yeah. but we also learn a lot in yeah. this issue like you i mean me personally i finally understood like what the twist was I would say you finally get like what's actually like drawing her back, which also makes like the past like several issues really interesting. Yeah. Because it means like she wasn't truly in love with spoiler alerts. She wasn't truly in love with her like husband. Yeah. Which you did learn. Like she did eventually say, but like you went through god several issues like three or four of them where she was like getting married like having kids living this whole life and you get to experience all that with her and then all of a sudden it's just like no I never loved him and then when you when I was thinking about it anyway I was like yeah no she knew that she wasn't going to like back in the day like yeah kind of like forced to do it so okay I get it it makes sense But it's still, like, I think that's, like, also the interesting dynamic of it, because you think she kind of, like, you see her fall into those steps of, like, what love is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know, it's just, like, it's so weird, and it's so cool, and it's so, like, so heady. You have to think about it so hard, because even when it was happening, I was like, what? Yeah. What? What is happening right now? Yeah, like what do you crazy. what do you what do you mean we've just reversed back to the beginning and it's like oh because she like actually was truly in love with this guy and she like 
at least was content enough with her life and loved her family. And how fucked up is that though? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it is one of those things where like, I'm sure she did love her husband to an extent, you know, like when you're with someone for that long and like you raise a family with them, you live with them for that long. I'm sure there is a certain amount of love, but it's not the same as like genuine love, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what got me because I, I fell into it with her and I was like, okay, weird. Yes. Like- <laughs> yeah. I think that's the part the yeah, like, and that was like a really good Tom King writing thing, like hook. Cause he did, he hooked you in like mm-hmm. in that first issue. Yeah. She didn't really like him. You're like, kind of fuck this football jock. Like who cares? And then he like, he cares about her. Mm-hmm. And then she like, reciprocates that and even if she's questioning all of this like life and all of these things that have happened she's still like reciprocating reciprocating that love and the, and yeah until that like last issue you don't even realize and mm-hmm. then yeah it's just it's so i don't know this book is wild this book is so weird Yeah, just because someone is content in their life doesn't mean that they love the person that they are with. They're just, it's like, it's safe. Sometimes (laughs) life is all about being safe. Yep. Uh, And I mean, it was like safe for her in more than one way because she wasn't getting killed by the cowboy. But but she like at some, at one point was like, please do this. Like, I don't want to be here now. And that's like, I don't know even that is part of like the twist is that Mm -hmm. like they wouldn't let her out because they were hoping that she would learn like a lesson and I uh, sorry gross it's just Joan (laughs) it's just Joan I I don't know I do I respect Tom King a lot for this book I wish more people are reading it because I think this is like kind of him in a good stride like this is really good like it's really interesting too (laughs) Because I know we've talked about it before, like in the first few issues, it's just, it's going back and forth a lot. And it is very like disconcerting and like confusing trying to figure out like what is happening. And then you get stuck in that marriage with her for so (laughs) many issues. (laughs) And it's like, what am I reading? What what am I doing? (laughs) Make this stop. You literally are in that zone with her because you're like, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. This isn't what I, I, this isn't what I was reading. Like, please take her out. Just do something. Yeah, no, what? you're literally there along the ride with her. Like, you experience every single feeling that she experiences because the story is just done really well. <laughs> it's rude. It is. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased with, like, the way this story, like, I don't know, I know. I know it has to end. Mm-hmm. Especially now that we have like what the twist is. Like we do know it now and we know what has been like causing the restart every single time. But yeah. I th- And I think she has like more like Joan has more autonomy a little bit too. Yeah. Or, like a war- more awareness like they were hoping. Well and they... I have this weird theory that like her granddaughter and her great granddaughter they're also they're named all her Joan. they're all her yeah 
So yeah. I was just like, okay, so this is what love everlasting means. Like it's never ending for her. Yeah, no, that's and I think that was the cool thing. And I can't wait to see the Joan that is working the machine because I assume that's like gonna be mm-hmm. the thing, the thing that happens. It's gonna be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, I don't know. Again, it's really good storytelling. I love like that you kind of don't have a hold of it until like this point. Um, it sounded like my cat was trying to get in. Sorry, I was um, like, "Is the baby coming?" <laughs> shit, here it is. Um, do you think this would be considered like a time travel story in a sense? I I don't. Like, part of me says yes, but the other part of me says no, because it's, like, it's not even dimension traveling. Right. I think it's very, like, comic-specific, because it, like, it travels comic books Mm -hmm. through, like, a very specific time. It travels, like, romance and war and, like, all of those type of comics throughout Mm -hmm. Joan's life. Like, it's very... Like, I think that's part of the reason I, like, am a sucker for this book is because it, like, Tom King does play with, like, here, here was these cool books in the 60s and, like, this is what, like, people bought, like, Mm -hmm. and what they made and made those little short stories and then, like, traveled it. Like, it, like... Because at best you could say dimension, but I I really don't think it's a dimension hopping book. I like I don't know I don't know how to describe it best. But besides, because like, it's, it's not like, yeah, it's not necessarily traveling through time. But this is where I why I asked the question is because like it just restarts the time every single time, but not the same timeline. Yeah, well, and also like especially like this last timeline, she's like stuck in 1963, mm-hmm. you know, for like four issues five issues like for the entirety of her life pretty much yeah so she's like stuck in this timeline i don't know it's a i think that's a good question honestly i'll write to tom king and ask yeah i was like what he would consider it uh tom king excuse me sir what do you do like how would you describe this like how do you is this a time traveling love story or is it a time jumping (laughs) love line like what would you call it (laughs) we've watched a lot of like time stuff so we're kind of stuck on that i've seen the butterfly effect i know how time (laughs) travel works (laughs) uh okay perfect segue we're done right we're done that's everything yep that's all we've got to say yep um so thanks for listening to us as always it's uh i know it's a joy for you and me uh, so go support your local comic book shops, buy some comics, um, your local libraries, use all of their fucking resources that you possibly can, uh, take care of one of no- one another, you know, do what you can, either way you got. Um, if you need to get your hair cut at all, try crump cuts. Okay. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm supporting other local businesses. I just need everyone to know that. Uh, so I hope Crump Cuts is okay with this shout out. I don't know what kind of haircut you will get, but probably be good. Yeah. 
I've I mean, it's a, some- it's like a classic barber shop, so I'm sure it's like decent, you know, like you have to have schooling for that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, did they have a little twirly? Magic? They absolutely did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. The so classic. then, yeah, we. We do know that they are official. Well, to get a twirly gig, you do have to actually have a license in barbering. Yep. Um, it's on Northwest Radial, probably what, like 50th? Yeah, I think it would be around there. Right before it's, Military Avenue. Yeah, I was gonna say it's by the curve. I don't I don't know street names. I just know that when we left the shop yesterday, that was the way we went and I saw it. <laughs> uh there's a vacuum shop around that area too so if you're in omaha nebraska crumb cuts does not sponsor us but they should we're giving them a shout out now i'll shout out every week if i have to (laughs) (laughs) anyway Uh, that's it (laughs) that's all we got um so we will see you on the flippity flip later